Have you ever read a book and thought to yourself, I could explain this to someone else, but maybe there's a few things that I want explained back to me. I'll be sitting down with authors, thought leaders, visionaries. I'm your host, Josh Lipstone. This is Explain This Book to Me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Josh Lipstone, and today is the second episode in our limited series called Explain This Book to Me. I am joined by my guest, Jason Cass, who is the author of the book, Customer Service is Just Foreplay, The Modern Customer Experience Will Separate You from Your Competition. How are you today, my friend? I am doing good. I am doing good. See what's it been? Two days since we did the last one. Yep. Uh, the audience, for some reason, it's a really weird thing, Josh. They always mm-hmm. like it when I when we tell them the date of when we were recording. I'm serious about this. It's a really crazy thing. So it is 5:22, which would be yeah. May 22, and it's 8:04 in the a.m. Josh and I are champions, so we get up early in the morning. This is true. This is true. Mm-hmm. For champions now, too. Exactly. Now I know the loyal listeners had must be spinning from the first episode because mine was after that. Uh, because in my mind, we we're just going to do three, maybe five episodes. But like you said, it's probably going to end up being ten episodes. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. But it's um, good. It's, it's good. good. It is very good. Um, I did want to do a 30-second recap of what we kind of talked about in the first episode, if you don't mind. And if you have anything to add, please feel free to do so. Okay. All right. So you wrote this book and also started the podcast to be an agent of change. And we talked about an agent is a substance that brings about a chemical or physical effect. And for me personally, I believe that you've also brought a revolution um, or revolutionized our industries. Now, we also have companies that didn't exist in 2015 that do today, and they are part of what making the modern customer experience is now. One thing that the loyal listeners need to remember is the story about the Ringling Brothers and Cirque du Soleil and what happened with that. How Cirque du Soleil, they took the concept of a circus, changed it completely. They were actually able to charge more money because of that and provide a better customer experience for the audience. And now we're always going to have new competition that's going to bring in better tools to the industries. And one thing that we as agents have to realize is that we have these legacy systems that we need to get away from to be able to provide that modern customer experience. Now, we do have companies like Advisor Evolved, like Agency VA, Better Agency, Neon, Podium, these are all the new emerging technologies Great over technologies. the last exactly over the last five years and even within the last year that are going to help us provide again that modern customer experience. We also need the data that is going to be provided by companies like Neon to make sure that when we talk to insurance companies that they're not going to view us as this disposable middleman, but we can show them with data what our worth is to them. We also need to find mentors as agents because in the book we talked about, or you talked about the, in the next five to 10 years, losing 50% of the industry. Well, we've already gone through five years. So in the next five years, we will have lost 50% of the industry. We also talked about how the McKinsey report, which was somewhat controversial at the time, was pretty much completely correct. And then finally, for insurance agents not to go the way of the travel agent, we need to find a focus and a niche so that we can provide that modern customer experience. 
Any thoughts? Yes, I do. So th- that is a is a very big thing that I'm affecting in my life right now is the great I don't want to say great separator because that's not what that is. The um the the emergence of the independent agent acting like the large person. It was always the large agencies. They had this strategic way of going after business, very niche focused, very mod driven or coverage driven. And then there was always the independent small guy who just went after the small business, auto and homes and stuff like that. Still going to have that. Mm -hmm. But what's happening is, is that, 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 um, that independent side is creeping into that kind of big mentality of niche and mod and and using data to create actual risk management plans. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm seeing that. So both ways are correct, but yeah. we're starting to see that. And that kind of goes into what we're talking about in that niche. The only thing I want to say, if you remember what the thing was called, seeing what the travel agent never saw. Mm-hmm. So to anybody listening this, and when you want me to explain the book, I mean, please, please send Josh an email of like how great the name of this podcast and his idea of wanting to do this is because it's fabulous. But what I wanted to do here was seeing what the travel agent never saw. And then when I talk about Circus Soleil, I'm trying to get into their mind that you have to see things that aren't there. I even referenced when I was talking about um, being in St. Louis looking west, right? They had to look west and see this vast open plain, Mm -hmm. lots of opportunity, but they didn't know it was on the other side of the river. You know what I mean? They didn't didn't know Mm -hmm. what was in those shrubs. Um, Here's the cool thing about it though, Josh. I haven't said this for a long time. Okay. Those who were there who were first got the best land. Right. Yeah. They, that those who took the chance, yeah. those who went ahead of everybody else got the best land. Not only did they get the best land, but it's been shown that some of the first settlers were those who created mayors and became governors. So they actually mm. became the leader by being there first, right? It was those who came later who had much more safety. The roads were built. You know, you had security every seven miles and the average uh, wagon wheel breaks every seven to eight miles. That's why in middle America, a lot of towns are around seven to eight miles apart. So you had those different types of things, but you know, you had the security of that, but you had a long way to to make yourself known or to have the advantage of being successful in those early times because you gotcha. weren't there at the beginning. So we still see that today in every product oh, yeah. or everything that happens in our life. Sorry. So that's what it was about yeah. with seeing things that aren't there. You have to see things that are not there and there's ways you can do that. Very good. Very good. Well, that is, that's a good recap for, mm, um, very good first. recap. Um, let's go ahead then and jump into our next chapter, which is chapter two, the ground rules. So you start off the chapter with what I think is one of the best analogies for what was happening back in the insurance industry in 2015 and still today. And that is a story about the frog and boiling water from Zig Ziglar. So for those of you who aren't familiar with it, um, first of all, you should have read the book by now and have that. But if you haven't had a chance, um, here's how it goes. If you put a pot on the stove and bring it to a boil and then put a frog in the pot, the frog will instantly jump out knowing the water is way too hot to survive. However, if you put a pot of cold water on the stove and put the frog in while slowly turning up the heat, something much different happens. 
or something different, <laughs> something happens that's different. Uh, the frog will swim around oblivious until it meets its cruel fate. Independent agents are the frog and the consumers are turning up the heat. So do you think that the frog is about to be cooked to death or do you think that there is still time for the frog to jump out of the pot? So are independent agents almost cooked to death or do we still have time to be able to jump out and rescue ourselves? Well, it's interesting that you put it because that's the way that I wrote it. But I also question many other things, right? So mm -hmm. when you talk about the frog, I also question in Circus Soleil, who is the animals, right? I would right. say some people would say the the travel agent would say, well, they were the animals. I would like to say that maybe the companies are the animals. I know that sounds crazy. But uh, when we go back to the beginning of what insurance was, it was crowdfunding. It was yep. rich people saying, here's what it is. We're going back to that. So the groundwork is being laid. The animosity and the dislike towards corporate corporations mm -hmm. is, 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 is worsening. So you see the, the perfect uh, uh, ground, battleground for that. Um, so, yes, I do think – so – so here's 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 so you can look at it both ways right okay so you drop the frog in the boiling water he jumps out or do you say that we're going to take him out of the lukewarm water and drop him in the hot water or are we going to take him out of the hot water and drop him in the lukewarm water the reason i say that is is mm -hmm. picture the agent in 2000 take him out of 2000 and drop them in 2020 right yep. but take the agent out of 2020 and go and take them back to 2000 i think we're going to get a lot of respect for where we are right now Yes. I think we're going to start get a lot more appreciation, even though the legacy systems that Jason Cass loves to beat up on, they have come a long way. Now, so mm -hmm. has the monthly payment that they charge you as well, but they have come a long way. So mm -hmm. I think that I think that there is some of that. Um, I believe that some of the agents have realized that the water is getting warm. Yep. Um, I don't believe enough of them. And that goes back to whether we lose 50% of our agents or not. I think there will be things um, that when I talk about the great separator, I think COVID has started that with work mm -hmm. at home, right? Yep. We're going to have other little things that we don't see that are going to affect our business. It's going to be like, whoa. And then it's going to affect our business like, whoa. See, that's the water being turned up, Josh. Yep. Every time one of those things are happening, those major events, the water just got turned up with COVID yep. because people realized they needed to be mobile and mm -hmm. they needed to have, here's the important part, they needed to have a work staff that was mobile, but they also needed to be mobile to the consumer they were, or they were servicing because they can't come in that door anymore. Exactly. Right. So now my whole game has changed. And I talked oh, to yeah. agents in South Carolina who said to me, Cass, I'm about to lose it. You know, and this was on week two of COVID, wow. right? Now, th those people, I, I want you to know, I've talked about those and loyal listeners know that mm -hmm. those people are okay. I mm -hmm. mean, they, they got through it because yep. us independent agents helped them, you know, so that was really good. But anyway, so that's my, that's my answer to that. I believe yeah. that events like COVID mm -hmm. are the heat getting turned up. And if you don't pay attention, your ass is going to be cooked. Excuse that's me, this true. is your show and I'm cussing. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, 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 no. That that is quite all right. That is quite. All. And for those of you who may need some help, either right now because of COVID nineteen or in the future, Jason did several podcasts and he put together. Um, what are we calling it? An ebook. It's coping with COVID ebook. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So leaders helping leaders. One hundred and fifty some pages. 
Yeah. It's solid stuff. So you mm -hmm. can head to insuranceagencyintelligence.com to start reading that. So good stuff, good stuff there. Okay, moving on within the book. Now, there are companies that you actually recommended specifically for this book. And here are the companies that you recommended. Mm -hmm. QQ Catalyst, Insurance Agent Mobile App, Simply Easier Payments, Simply Easier Accord Forms, Rocket Referrals, Marblebox, Agency Multiplied, Tom H. Wetzel, I hope I said that correctly, Social Media Roadmap. Now here are the companies that you're recommending to the loyal listeners now. Today, yeah. Today. So, so this is 2020. Advisor Evolve for your website. Lightspeed Voice for your VOIP. Agency VA for virtual assistance. Podium for online reviews, instant messaging, and more. ePay policy for online payments. Insurance agent mobile app. Catalyst insurance systems for staff producers, KPIs more, and then sales double for cold call marketing. Yeah, this is good, dude. So now there are some things in this chapter that I want to know. Do you still think that some of the things that you have talked about won't work in 2020? So we're jumping a little bit farther ahead in, in the book. So you talked about back in 2015, some things that people could do to be able to, I guess, grow their business. So you talked about creating relationships with the local real estate agent, generate three to five leads a month, 80% closing ratio. I know that many loyal listeners have either partnered with real estate agents, mortgage brokers, built their entire agency on that. But mm -hmm. I did remember something you did that was unique back in 2015, where you actually had the real estate agent get licensed and then you would pay them a commission. Is right. that still something that you're doing today? And if you're not, if someone is listening to this podcast in 2020, is that something that they should consider? I think there's better ways to do it. Mm -hmm. um, it takes time. It takes, let me tell you this, it takes management that mm -hmm. I didn't manage well. Do I still have them? Yes, I have two of them. Uh, I think they make anywhere between 300 to $600 a month. Okay. And, and I mean, and so it's not that big of a deal. I think if I was doing auto and home and I was focusing on mortgage brokers and focusing yep. on centers of influence, I probably would have worked that. But being a commercial guy, I just got them just as a way to bring me in some personal leads on the side. So really yep. never focused on it. If you are, I think it's an interesting thing. I think people say, no, they're going to build a relationship with you regardless and all this stuff. Eh, you got to bring some value to the table. And um, I believe that helping your mortgage people or your real estate people People become insurance agents helps them in times like now. Well, not so much right now because the mortgage business is booming. Right. But anytime you have a slowdown, these these people are able then to help pick up their uh, they're able to commissions that they've made in the past. But then you'll notice that they start working for you. Um, the reason I didn't like personal lines is no matter how hard you try, I'm sorry, uh, mortgage brokers and stuff. No matter how hard you try, they send you business that you may not necessarily want. If you're kind of a niche or more yep. higher type. Mm -hmm. They they just think they're helping you by, oh, here's a lead. And you're like, eh. yeah. you know, so, so, so that, that was my thing just to answer that. Yeah. I want to talk about these companies though, because this is important. Yeah. And I want loyal listeners to know this. This is something I've never talked about before. Having sponsors and having people that you mention comes with a lot of stress. Never mm -hmm. talked about this before, Josh. The reason it comes with stress is I have to keep my relationship with that 
partnership, whether it's the best product or not, mm. or I have to do what I always say I do and make sure the agents out there in my agency specifically are using the best tools of today. Gotcha. So that's a very tough thing. I am um, true story. Mm -hmm. Just walked away from a person that offered my uh, offered AI $20,000 as a sponsorship. We have wow. high sponsorships, but I walked away from it because I knew their product wasn't good. I walked away from $8,000 a couple of weeks ago, and I think this product is good, but they're new to the market. Mm. I'm not going to jeopardize one of my relationships I have that I know is good with the insurance industry yep. um, until they prove themselves. We're not just going to jump around because someone's going to give us money, right? Right. One of the sponsors that I would have had to have removed only pays me 10% of that amount, but that's wow. not about it. It's about the partnership, right? Yep. And it's about the partnership that they have the best interest for agents. I think if this other company works as hard as they do, they probably are going to take that spot because I think they've taken that to an, another level. But I just, I bet that's something behind the scenes that people don't see. Yeah. So my, my relationship with Marblebox, I'm just going to be flat out with it. Ani Potter is a fantastic person. He's oh, yeah. a great businessman. I love Ani. But the type of agency that we are today versus who we were in 2013, 2014, as I was talking, the two different types of, yeah. you know, more focused agency. Right. It was better for us to have one or two VAs than have a whole team plus two or three VAs. Gotcha. Would I tell people that they should do business with Marblebox? That's not my job to do. I know that there are a ton of mastermind members and a ton of people that still do oh, yeah. business with Marblebox. So, so it's obviously not bad. Agency VA was a better fit for me. That's just the way that, that it truly was. Yeah. I want to also say something, dude. Okay. You, Advisor Evolved and Insurance Agent Mobile App are my two longest people. Interesting. But but, but Advisor Evolved's not in here. You were going to tell us that story. I, I was yeah. I, When you were talking, I was like, now yeah. is the time to tell the story. Yeah. So, so let's hear the story. So Chris and I started off not liking each other. That's just flat out how it was. And to be honest with you, he thought I didn't like him mm -hmm. and he, and I thought he didn't like me. <laughs> so it was like this thing. So Chris was being an investment and an insurance broker like he was before he yep. had his awesome place now. Yep. Um, and simply put, he was just starting off. He wanted to be in it. I didn't exactly know. Once again, just like this current person I'm dealing mm -hmm. with, he was kind of new to the game and I'm like, man, I don't want to hurt my other relationships. Yep. And so um, to be in the book, if you were going to be in, I needed at least $500. I used that money to, 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 do, to right. make the book. It was like 12 grand or something. And so because I didn't really so much know about his product, he thought I didn't take him because of the money. And then he got kind of upset with me and it was like weird. So finally, we were in North Carolina. Josh, you were at that meeting. Yep, you, I was. You, Yep. And finally, I just said to him, I said, dude, Chris, we got to talk. And I even took you aside and said, Josh, dude, like, is he good for the industry or not? Like, mm -hmm. you know, and you're like, Cass, he totally is. And so I yep. said to Chris, I said, Chris, we got to get over this. And he just laughed. He's like, I'm not over anything. I thought you were mad at me. I'm like, dude, I'm not <laughs> mad at you. And this is what happens when you listen to other people and you don't go to the horse's mouth. That's and so, true. so that is how now since then, 
he be immediately became a sponsor and him and insurance mobile agent mobile app are, are still um, my two long standing um, send people. I'll go through this QQ catalyst. I'm going to Veruna because of neon. See, once again, I could have stayed with that, but I had yeah. to do what's best insurance agent mobile app. They're still the best on and they, they, yep. and they represent the industry. Well, simply easier payment processing. I used them up to about a year and a half ago. I just feel easy pay easy or uh, e-pay policy just, just provides a better experience and uh -huh. it's just better for the consumer. It really truly is. Even though Duke Williams and them guys are good people, yeah. um, simply easier court forms. I don't use them anymore. I use my VAs for them. Advisor Evolve still the best. Well, I'll, I will be with Advisor Evolve in five to 10 years. Oh, I'll, promise, I'll promise you that. Rocket referrals, I still use them. Um, in addition, I use Podium for the reviews. I think Podium has one of the most electric things out there, bro. Yep. People don't. Uh, were you on the mastermind meeting? I was. Uh, yeah. No, no, I wasn't. I caught the replay because I had something oh. else. But yeah, I actually went back and watched the replay. Well, that's, <laughs> no, about 10 or 15 people every month go back really? and watch the replays. They really truly do. Good. Um, but their thing, man, they're getting ready to have a link that they mm -hmm. can text you and you click it and we're instantly on video chat. Wow. And, it, and it's proprietary at Google, dude. It is so sweet. So anyways, um, and then agency multiplied commercial quoting program that really never got off the ground very well, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, and, and Tarmica is our person there now. Marble Box been replaced with agency VA. And yep. then Tom Witzel, he was he was just somebody that has a social content roadmap. He yep. was somebody back in the day that when everybody thought he was crazy about how he thought Facebook could be it's that way now. So, so yeah, those people are big to me. And then mm -hmm. now those people um, are a big thing to agency intelligence because they, instead of taking the money to fund a book, I now take that money and I fund brain share for all of us mastermind members where whew, that's a good time. Yes. Yeah, yes, it is. And fingers crossed that we, everything goes through with that. So it's still a go. It's still a go. It's still a go. Absolutely. When this is coming out, we'll know for like, for sure. For sure. You know? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. It'll be in July. Well, cool. Well, I think it's time for us to move on to chapter three and it is customer experience, not customer service. So I know we talked about in the uh -huh. last episode about the Geico story and mm -hmm. We'll we'll go over that in just a minute. Um, but for me, this is what I've always thought about that story because I've heard you not only talk about in the book, mastermind calls, different things like that over the years. And and this was my reaction to it initially. At first, I thought just like you did, like how dare this person? Like it's Geico. Like they have a silly you know gecko that didn't talk for years and years. How are they better than me? And then I thought. Well, maybe, you know, maybe the customer's always right. Maybe it is correct. Maybe I should believe them. But honestly, for me personally, that the whole premise of the, the customer's always right has never sat well with me. Um, even w when I am the consumer, I may not be right. And then you've talked about, and I think you even said it on the last episode, that you shouldn't push your values onto someone else. And you talked about how Travis said, don't shop for your life insurance for someone else using your money, use the other person's money. And mm -hmm. so that's continued to continue to, you know, shape my thoughts on this whole situation. And it's likely that it's going to change. But the way that I now view this specific conversation as it needs to relate to the customer experiences, my agency is not a fit for every person out there mm -hmm. that 
if it's not a good fit for me and it's not a good fit for them, then we both just need to walk away. That's a win. Yeah, it's a win. It's a win. Mm -hmm. And as far as, you know, trying to figure out, are you correct with, you know, trying to push your beliefs on others or having people push your beliefs on them? I don't think that either one should do it. Now, maybe I'm being naive or arrogant about it, but you need to find people that will match up with you. You don't need to bend who you are to meet someone and that other person doesn't need to bend to meet you. Well said. So, so, but one thing I also want to do to try to get some feedback from the loyal listeners is this, when this gets published, this specific episode, you guys are going to have it on the website. You're going to put it on Facebook. You're going to post about it on Instagram everywhere. So loyal listener, I want you to make a video, just a quick video about this and tell us your thoughts about it. You can post it on Facebook. You can DM it. Just slide into Jason's DMs on Instagram. If you want to send an email, it's jason at agency-intelligence.com because we want to hear your voice and your thoughts. Okay. So Jason, let's talk a little bit more about this. I like that. This call. So yeah, this call, as I said, she blew my mind, as you said very well, because I say it a lot, is that when I got done talking with her, when she said, you agent, local agents don't provide the same amount of value that Geico does, Mm -hmm. my thought was two things. How dare she? You know, Mm -hmm. does she not know what we do? And then how dare me to push those those things on me? I also want to stop for a second. So so the values of back and forth, and you are so right, and this is becoming something that you're going to start hearing over the next two to three to five years. This premise that the customer is always right is baloney. I was going to use another word, but it's baloney. Do you know what it falls in line with? No. What? Tell me. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have. In 30 days, that's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him, I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed, let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia, we saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual intel, that's with two L's, that's virtual, I-N-T-E-L-L, Com. Go check us out. See what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency. And you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, recruiting, recreating, trying to find processes. Just there's so much stuff. I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel. Cast certified. It falls in line when everybody, every kid gets a trophy. Oh, the participation mentality. It's the same thing, but in business. Yeah. So the kid participated, whether he was good or bad, couldn't tie his shoe. He's awesome and wins. 
the customer, you said it exactly. I've been a customer a lot of times and I'm wrong. Oh yeah. So that tells me that other customers are wrong. So for us to build this premise, it's the same thing. We know Jimmy shouldn't be playing soccer. He should be drawing, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, or drawing and not playing, you know, playing soccer, whatever. Um, we, we just know that, but we keep pushing that into that. That's the same type of thing. Yep. When you start to develop a niche, you're going to start to realize I, I was, I had a little bit too much wine last weekend, but I, I came up with a saying and I posted it. It's that I don't care if everybody loves me. It's because everybody, anybody that's my everybody is who I love, right? Yep. Those are the people that I'm worried about. Those who love me, then mm-hmm. I love them. If you don't love me, that's fine. You yeah. probably love somebody else, right? Exactly. It's that, it's that same thing. So one of the things that I realized about this was, um, when I would go to local organizations mm-hmm. and I would ask them, you know, raise your hand or, or tell me what separates you from the competition down the road. And they would always say, and I would say in your head, you could just say it, but I guarantee you most of you said, what did you say, Jim? He'd say customer service. I'd say, yep. what'd you say, Sally? He'd say customer service. I'd say, what'd you say, Tim? He'd say customer service. I said, what if you guys are all in the same town? How am I supposed to separate you in my head? You know what I mean? From who's going to be doing business with me. And and that is what made me realize that customer service is just foreplay. That's mm-hmm. just the beginning. That's the kissing, right? That's yep. just the beginning. It's what you actually are going to do throughout the whole time, right? And exactly. once again, we can get off our get our minds out of the gutter. But when we're talking about from the time they first hear your name to when they're buying multiple products from you, okay, it's everything in between there. And one thing that I realized was is that it's about the interactions. Now, this is important, Josh. I highlighted this in my book when I was reading it okay. because I didn't realize that this is the premise of The Great Separator. It's about the interactions a customer has with you and or your relationship throughout the life of your business relationship. That set the stage for what Neon and what others to come will be. Because what our legacy systems can't do Mm -hmm. is not only create that, but they can't track it. And tracking and measuring it is the most important part of this. Our governor tried to put some BS on us for our shutdown. I'm not going there. But what I'm saying is, is our people got together and we gave and we put to petitions together and he pulled his executive order. Mm-hmm. Whether that's right or wrong, the government doesn't know the way we feel without exactly. those type of things, right? Mm-hmm. The, we don't know this customer experience we're creating if we're not measuring it. There's a saying that says, if you can't measure it, it's not real. If I can't measure my customer experience, I don't know it. The, 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 the systems going forward, who are not management systems, will be able to help you collect these interactions. Okay. Because as I posted today in the mastermind, the insurance industry is moving from prox- proxy data. What does that mean? About categories. Mm-hmm. And it's moving to source data, which is about individuals. I'll say it again. The industry is moving from proxy data which is about categories, to source data, which is about individuals. It's not so much the data that I'm getting based on a category of you're this type, you have auto or you have home, right? Mm -hmm. Or you have life insurance or you're preferred or you're non-preferred or you're standard, right? It's not anything about that. It's about that individual person and the interactions that they want and you being able to give those. Now, a lot of agents today, Josh, would Mm -hmm. say, well, then I have to be a lot of things to a lot of people. No, 
Going back to what we said earlier, you need to find who your people are and then create that um, source data yep. for that individual. Okay. So, so then I'll end with this. So the modern customer experience, this is what I said in the book, the modern customer experience means offering tangible products like an agency mobile app, e-signatures, self-service, online quoting, and online payments that go through you instead of the insurance company. I would debate that last part. Um, I think that's important, but I think we make that too big. If my customer can go through my portal or whatever and make the payment on Traveler's side, I don't give a crap. They have a problem. They want a solution. I don't yeah. just don't give a shit about that anymore. Um, the one thing I was really excited about this when I wrote this yep. is everybody says that insurance is intangible. Not to the customer experience. Yeah. The customer has to have tangible things like mobile apps, online bill pay, those type of things. Now, Josh, let me ask you. Yep. Are those is that modem those tangible products not the things we still need today and most agents still have not created them? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean it, What the hell is going on? It it blows my mind. Um and for, first of all, loyal listener, if you're looking for these quotes, it's on page seventeen of the book. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if you're if you're looking for that, um, it blows my mind that there are still agencies. And I mean, statistics that have been thrown around is 25 percent of agencies do not have an agency management system. Or if you are thinking about starting your own scratch agency and you say, oh, you know what? I can get by without an AMS for the next, you know, year or two years. No, you cannot. You cannot. <laughs> I mean, these I still remember our very first brain share when it was called Grow Lab. We started off with, and we were in Chicago, right? We were yep, in Chicago. Yep, yep. We were in Chicago. We, we, you started off the meeting with good friend Joey Gingola with starting, these are the basics. These are the, like, you have to have this or you won't be able to, to survive. Um, I can't remember exactly what they were the non-discussions, uh, non-negotiables, non-negotiables. Non -nego these were the non-negotiables. These are the non-negotiables. You have to have these things. You have to be able to provide an app to your clients. You have to do e-signature. If you are not doing e-signature in 2020, oh, get out of here. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> Seriously, what are, what are you doing with your life? Has this not been convenient to you? I oh mean, my if you're not offering, if you're not offering e-signatures, though, how can that person not ever say in the today's world that they haven't had that experience and thought it was terrible? Yeah, right. I mean, it's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so I mean, we need to have these different things where people can actually touch because you can't see insurance. It's not like we are selling someone a hamburger, but you can give someone a product that they can touch when they are going through the initial process of getting the policy from you. When they go through the renewal process, you can send them a link. They can do things with something so they feel more connected to you and the product. Now, one thing that you mentioned, and it's a little, just slightly earlier um, in the book, it's like the a couple paragraphs before where you were talking about with Neon and how having data. One thing I was gonna ask the loyal listeners there's a section where you talk about how carinsurance.com cited that a customer has a car accident once every 18 years and that they have a home claim once mm. every 10 years. And this I thought good. to myself, I would love to have a client like that. I don't think that I actually have the, someone. And I was going to say, loyal listeners, let us know. 
but do we really have the data to be able to say that? Are we really able to go in? Neon's going to give us that mm -hmm. to be able to know that. So it just gets back to we don't have the data that we need and we need to have the products. So non-negotiables are going to be things like Neon moving sure. forward with it. It really is. And the non-negotiables is so important. And if you guys wonder why we call it the non-negotiables, because BrainShare is all about conversations for mm -hmm. two or three days. And those are the things that we do not have discussions about because we're not going to debate if we need to have a mobile app or not. We don't. Yeah. Now, we'll talk about the things you can do to market it and how customers use it, but we're not going to have that a conversation. And so those were always really great. Yeah. yeah. And we still talk about we don't we're not going to have a conversation about those. Oh, no. We do need to add some stuff to it. You're right. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Good stuff. Um, now, moving on to sometimes my favorite comparison or analogy to the insurance industry and something that we talk about a lot in my agency is McDonald's and how you create the same experience from person to person, place to place. Now, of course, fast food isn't necessarily the healthiest option, but people will still go there. You talk about the word consistency. Because McDonald's mm. is consistent. Whether you are getting a burger in Centralia, Illinois, Cary, North Carolina, Los Angeles, anywhere in the country, it's going to be the same 99.99% of the time. But another word that I want to add to consistency is convenience. It is convenient to go to McDonald's to be able to get a burger when you need to. Is it the healthiest again? No. It's not, but the convenience of it. So I think you have to marry those two things together because just because you're consistent with something doesn't mean that it's convenient for your customer. I can consistently do the same thing year in and year out, but if my customer isn't able to get to it easily, they're just not going to do it. So as far as... I would say then you will attract the customers that find it easy to get to which may or may not be the ones that you want. May not, maybe not be the ones you want, right? So then what kind of convenience are you creating or what kind of consistency? No, I'm, I'm backing up what you're saying, yeah. but looking at it the other way, that was good stuff right there, dude. Um, I believe that consistency is the number one thing in my yeah. life. I mean, I was just telling this to my son a couple nights ago. I, you can do the wrong thing, and if you consistently do it, for some reason you turn out right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just an inconsistency. Do you have any idea how much of a grind it is to do 400 podcasts? To do 400 of anything, oh, okay? Yeah. I'm just telling you, it takes a lot. But consistency has made the numbers grow. Mm -hmm. There's age, There's there's podcasts that have been going along for a year that have way more than I did three years ago. Because, mm -hmm. because I just consistently gone. They're just really good at what they do. I just kind of fell into it. And, and I believe the consistency also goes with what Darwin said here, which is one yep. of my most uh, favorite things. I want you to know Brian Appleton, give credit where credit would do. Mm -hmm. Brian Appleton's the one that came up with the um, the uh, this part here about McDonald's uh, specifically. Oh. I really, really liked that. And just so people know, um, give, give credit where credit is due. Uh, I had this opportunity to do this. Brian Appleton, who you will see is what we call the ghost writer. He's also mentioned under my name. Mm -hmm. um, he actually 
I, how I wrote this book is I would walk around loyal listeners and I would just talk to my phone at night walking around my backyard and I would just talk it out inside a Google Doc. He would then take the Google Doc and put it all together and kind of make it look nice. He had been doing enough stuff. Him and I started the mastermind together. I him and I had been do, him and I had done enough stuff together that he kind of knew my voice and kind of knew the, the information. Never had been an in insurance though. So then he took it. Great little story. Mm-hmm. He actually, when we went and got the editor, he found a journalism student from the University of Iowa who who actually, her name was Alicia. She mm-hmm. is the editor. If you look on Google as well, you are on Amazon, you'll see her name there. Um, but anyways, he married her. He ended up marrying her. Huh. And having kids with her. So it was really, really crazy. And they still live in Iowa and stuff. He went a different way. He does the, uh, what is it? The insurance Insurance agent summit, I think is what it's called. Insurance agent summit. Uh, You guys should check that out. That's good stuff. There's a lot of great, great information there. Um, but anyways, Ryan or, or Brian was the one who had kind of, kind of come up with that. And it was, uh, it was a really good point because just to finish that, Josh, yeah. People go to McDonald's knowing that it's unhealthy for them, but they can get it in 20 or 30 minutes or or they can get it literally and be back to work in 20 to 30 minutes because it's quick, right? Like you said, convenience. But it also comes down to the fact that they know what they're getting, right? They know that if they go get a Big Mac in Centralia, Edwardsville or Cary, North Carolina, it's all the same, right? Maybe a little bit different when you go to China, but that's because they're catering to that niche, but all of them in China are the same. Exactly. You know, you get the, what they say in, um, in Pulp Fiction, Royale, Royale with cheese. Wasn't that what he said? He said, you know what they call a Big Mac and. Oh, I, I'm going to embarrass myself. I haven't watched Pulp Fiction for so long that yeah, yeah. that's oh. that's one of those parts. Yeah, and he goes, "Oh, Royale with cheese," because <laughs> Travolta's telling that to Jackson, and I don't remember movies, so that's a good one. <laughs> so, anyways, but I think what's important, and I want to add on to this because mm-hmm. this is how we ended this chapter. Yeah, was what we call digital Darwinism. Yes, a lot of people have heard me talk about this, and this is so so vital. These are the building blocks of why we talk about customer experience. Mm-hmm. Because it says, you, we've heard the saying a lot, that it's not the strongest of the species that survives, nor the most intelligent, but the most one responsive to change. Yes. Um, you know, that's important because that's different than what we've been told. Mm-hmm. We've been told that the strongest for survive. Mm-hmm. We've been told strong uh, survival of the fittest, yep. right? These are these things that we've said. It's kind of like Bible verses. You'll find mm-hmm. out that most Bible verses you hear aren't even really in the Bible, mm-hmm. right? You, you, you hear this stuff. Really, he said it's not the strongest of the species that survives, nor the most intelligent, but the one most responsive to change for all you dumb son of a guns like me, this is good news, right? This is good news. (laughs) This means that we can evolve and others will quit. Where's this good news? Josh has three people in his office, Mm -hmm. but there's an office down the road that has 25 people. We would think before digital Darwinism, that person had the leg up on you. That was true. Today, they don't. You can outmarket and outmaneuver and outproduce that agency every time. The amount of people you have doesn't matter. Just like we were talking, the amount of clients you have doesn't matter. Right. How effective are you at what you're doing with what you have is what's going to be there. And that's what things that do that evolve in this world. They're not the smartest. They're not the strongest. But they look at the environment they're in and they say, I got to change. I got to evolve or we're not going to. And that's what we tried to point out here. It's called digital 
digital Darwinism. It is actual fact and thing that is happening to society. So that that's what that's where we ended there, and that's why that was important. Well, I think that brings us to the end. Um, when, but one thing I wanted to ask you when I read that part about it is, what about the agent who's not the agency owner? They're working for an agency, and they want to bring about change in their agency to be able to bring it forward. Do you have any advice that you could give to that agent other than maybe mm -hmm. saying, bide your time, you know, stick it out, and in a few years, start your own? Is there anything that you can help the loyal yeah. listener out with? Totally can. Totally can. Totally can. Um, first of all, I was in this boat. Um, and the reason I say boat is because I told my agency owner from 2007, 2008, 2009, started my agency in 2010. And the reason I told him is I said, Hey, I eventually, I don't care if it's five years from now, 10 years from now, if I'm going to stay here and work my butt off and grow this agency, mm -hmm. I want to know that I'm going to own it. And if I'm going to own it in 10 years, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's talk about that. Let's set that in place. But every year that goes by, I want to be able to maneuver this thing just a little bit so that when I get it in 10 years, it's I don't like to then have to start turning, right? It's right. already kind of going my way. So I've been there. It was very tough, and I couldn't get it done, and I had to leave. Um, I don't think you need to do that today. I think that the world is in a different situation. I think my agency owner who let me go would would, would probably regret that today. He'd probably done the same thing 10 years ago if he could do it again. Yeah. But today he's realizing, hey, I wouldn't let a young person, guy or gal go. Mm -hmm. um, my buddy Mike Crowley did a fantastic job, and I think everybody should follow his lead. What he said is, is he had his dad and his grand or his dad and his uncle yeah. um, that owned the agency, and he came into the agency. And you need to follow his lead because he kept trying to get them to do quote vids, to do advisor involved, to do mm -hmm. rocket referrals, to do these different things. They wouldn't do it. And so finally he got so frustrated and he took the opposite route of me. He said, you know, well, I'm not going to leave you. I'm just going to do it on my own with mm -hmm. my own money and my own time. And you know who else did this? Ryan Hanley. Yep. Back in 2011, his, his father-in-law said, don't be doing any of that. Don't be bothering my staff with that LinkedIn, Google stuff. Mm -hmm. You stay there in the back. Well, it was about a year later after Ryan would sit there and do it on his own that there was people coming in and calling in off the things Ryan was doing. His father-in-law called him in the office and turned, and he thought he was in trouble. He sat down, he spun around a laptop and he said, boy, how are you doing this? Because I want you to show me in this agency how you're doing this. He said he about pulled his hair out because for like 12 months, he's been trying to get them to listen to this. So what I'm saying is it, what I'm saying is, mm -hmm. listen, think about the, think about why this happened with Crowley and, and Handley and think about what I did mm -hmm. that was different than them. And they actually turned out successful. Hanley got off in trusted choice and stuff, but if not that, he yeah. would have still been there. Okay. Now yep. he's his own agency owner. So he still went that path. Yep. I said I can do it on my own and went on my own way and it worked. But if you don't want to do that, mm -hmm. use their way. You be the example. You're talking to a 50, 60 year old woman or man who has no concept of what digital Darwinism is. Right. They can't see what the Ringling Brothers versus the Circus Soleil. They can't see that. And it's not their fault. You no. won't be able to see it either when you're that age. Right. 
show them that. Live by examples. Use your own money. I understand you don't have a lot right now, but it doesn't take a lot to actually no. start to do some of those things. Get involved. Talk to mentors. What are the things that you can do? Start having lunch. Never eat lunch alone. Start meeting with other people that are inside your agency or inside of your town and your community, your lawyer, your, your executive director of the chamber, your, your economic developer, those different types of things and ask those people, how do I get going? What should I say? What should I do? Those things show an agency owner that may not be digital, but they're showing that you're investing your own time mm -hmm. into the agency. And when no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care, they should, when you're showing them that you're willing to invest your own time and your own money, that means they're showing you care. Yep. And then they want to know what you know, which is, hey, I can lead this organization and I can take this and make you a proud person. I, I'm, I'm not going to let this. What is my goal as an agency owner? If you're an agent and you have a goal and you say, I want to be an agency owner, this is, an a, this is a goal that will make you successful and will live a legacy. I get excited that there are people, Josh, mm -hmm. that in 2060, in 2080, in 2100 will be making a great living off the stuff we are doing right now. I'm not talking for the industry. I'm talking the insurance alliance right now. Okay. Yes, and the industry too. Mm -hmm. But there are people in 30, 40, 50 years who are going to be raising an awesome family, giving their family great vacations because of what you and Steve are doing right now. Because you're going to sell it to somebody else yeah. or, you know, or something like that. I think of that, dude. I think of that. I think to myself, like, I want people to experience what I've experienced. And this is just a, yeah, another way for me to do it. So if I can keep that as my focus. Yeah then that's going to ooze out to my current agency owner. That's going to ooze out to my customers. That's going to ooze out to my community. And that's going to create success for me. Live by the example or go start your damn agent's own agency, but it's really freaking hard and it's not as great. It's not the glory world oh, no. that you think that it is. No. That's my, that's my answer. Are you going to bring your son in and have him take over? Uh, Gavin, Gavin, I think wants to, he's 20. He's still in that. Hey, I want to do my own thing, which mm -hmm. I encourage him. I'm like, yeah, I just told him um, a couple nights ago that I'll pay for him to go to backpack in Europe for two months, just trying to get him to go do something. Yeah. You know, my little one, uh, 15, yeah. he'd be in here right now if he could. I mean, he, he loves it. He loves getting in here. The problem with it is, you know, this is funny. Mm -hmm. It's different. There's, it's hard for me to find things for him to do. Like back in the day, it was, okay, take all oh, yeah. these invoices and put them into the book, you know, yeah. or go file all these things, you know, we don't have that no. anymore. Like, mm. like the only thing I can tell him is, is okay, rather than sending this, this sheet to the VA here, I'm going to give it to you. You go put that in the Raider, you right. know, well, hell he's 15 years old. He don't want to do that boring crap, no. you know? So, so it's very tough to find them things to do today. It really, truly is when they're that young age and they're in the agency, but he can't wait until he likes it. He likes it. Well, cool. Well, cool. Well, I think that wraps things up for, for this episode. Um, so, and just so they know that yeah. was this, we're getting ready to start section one. Uh, yeah. I was just about to say, yeah, our next episode, we're going to be going over section one and that part of the book is going to focus on sales, marketing, quoting, making sure you have the right strategies and tools in place. We're going to talk about your AMS, your website, customer self-service, mobile apps, payments, um, so that's going to be several episodes just going over that information. So I know we talked a little bit about it today, but I'm excited to dive a little bit deeper into each of those. So 
But I just want to thank you, Jason, again, for giving me this platform, for explaining this book to you, um, getting your feedback. I am excited about our upcoming episodes. And to you, the loyal listener, thank you for being here today. Remember to be safe, be healthy, and love everyone. This has been Josh Lipstone with Explain This Book to Me.